The message you are about to hear is from the stable of the capstone, Church Without Walls. Now, tonight I want to continue to teach what I started talking about for the last two weeks on the times of the Gentile kingdoms. And I want you to please follow me tonight because this is really what the Holy Spirit is putting emphasis on in this hour. The, regardless of whatever it is people are saying, the kingdom of God is going forward. These are two videos that actually are recent. They are not old videos. And they are saying some to us about truly behind the scene what Jesus is doing and how the kingdom of God is really advancing. Can I say praise the Lord? Can I hear praise the Lord? Alright. Now let me go quickly. Okay, as I speak on the time of Gentile kingdoms and that is I think part 6. Um, tremendous. Awesome. Because Jesus again is king and um, <clears throat> his name is being lifted high in the earth right now. Amen. And so we declare, let every other name fade away. Can I hear amen? amen? Praise God. Let every kingdom fall. Let every power be subdued under him. And let every religion, be it Islam, Buddhism, whatever it is, let it be subdued under Christ in Jesus' name. Now, how will this happen? It's going to happen through the church. Because through the church, the book of Ephesians 3 says that, through the church, the multifaceted, multidimensional wisdom of God will be made manifest or will be displayed on the earth. So, so if this is going to happen, if the kingdoms of the earth are going to bow to Jesus, if the gospel will be preached as a witness to all the nations, there has to be a group of people called the church that has to rise and has to shine as light. Praise the name of Jesus. We are the light of the earth. We are the salt of the earth. We are the city set on a hill and we cannot be hidden. So, latent inside everyone here is a glory. I want you to understand that. As you're sitting and gentle as a dove, there's a glory inside you that God wants to break open to shame the devil. Hallelujah. To humiliate the path of darkness. Now, a few people will understand what I'm talking about here. The pastor for me will understand that. I mean, when you have to stand before in the midst of devils and subdue and humiliate, and, and, and humiliate them. Amen. Is that correct, Pastor for me? Is that right or is that right? Alright, that's clearly showing you, okay? And it, it won't matter what circumstance takes you there. Because we need to understand that. It will not matter what circumstance takes you there. What God is setting you to do is to make you a showpiece, to declare His glory, His power, His wisdom in the midst of darkness. And to humiliate them. Are you listening to what I'm saying? To humiliate. So as you, as you rise every day, you need to understand that you are an apostle sent by God into the earth. To do one thing only, one thing only. To subdue kingdoms and enthrone Jesus. And through these activities of us, myself and yourself, okay, God will use these things to ultimately get the kings of the earth, the people of the earth, to bow, to go behind in the night to seek for Jesus. That's what's going to happen. Because when they test the power, the, because it's a, it's, a, it's a battle of kingdom versus kingdom. You, you, I know many of you don't understand that. Believers live worthless as we are just worms of the earth. We do not understand that we actually represent a kingdom. The kingdom of God. And that everybody that is an unbeliever, unbeliever, Gentiles, they also represent a kingdom. So really, every time you go to bed or you go to work, you need to understand, you live in a neighborhood, and you need to understand that you are you are in a battle. There is a battle between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. And that Satan represents, Satan has his voice who represents his kingdom. Criminals, unbelievers, Gentiles, evildoers, perpetrators of crimes. They represent the kingdom of his kingdom. Their intention is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the agenda. It's very clear. Whichever way you explain it. Now, you also, you are a representative of the kingdom of God. 
Your job is to bring light, wisdom, grace, power, sanity, and soundness upon the earth. Now, Satan is not going to watch and close his eyes. They're going to attack you. But ultimately, and I say ultimately, you will win. Why? Because the Bible says so. Let's, so let's go to the Bible. Let's, let's understand this. Let's read this. So, the book of Daniel chapter 4. Let's quickly read scriptures. The book of, let's put God's word behind this. Because whenever you read the scriptures, we need to understand that it is a template. It is really uh, a sneak peek of who we are. Every one of the people in scriptures, they actually represent us. And what they really hope for the church to see is how to live from the pages of the Bible. Praise the name of Jesus. And that's why we want to go there. The book of Daniel chapter 4. I want to read from verse 1 to 18. And I'll read from verse 28, 26 to 27. And then I'll read verse 34 to 37. And then we'll read chapter 5 of Daniel. And then we'll bring this to a close. Seeing what the Holy Ghost will teach us. Alright. Are you here with me tonight? Amen. Daniel chapter 4 from verse 1 to 18. Again, this was Daniel uh, in Babylon. Babylon, don't forget for those of you who are here. Babylon is the head of gold in the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw. Don't forget that story. Bible says, in the time of the Gentile kings, God revealed to a king, Nebuchadnezzar, a statue. And the statue was a representation of all the kingdoms of the world right from the time of Babylon. Right from the time of Babylon. Every system you see in the world today, even financial system, crafted from Bible. That's why there's a book. I recommended that book to them in the Zero Gravity when I put them on Sunday. Um, um, uh, the richest man in Babylon. That's, that, that is a, so, a lot, of the, a lot of the principles, economic principles on investment and making money and acquisition of wealth, they actually are principles that were crafted and designed way back by the wisdom and powerful nation called Babylon, which is the present day Iraq. Very powerful. And um, and then after, after, the, after Babylon, we had the kingdom called uh, Media and Persian Kingdom. Okay, Media and Persia, because there were two that came together, Media and Persia. And then after Media and Persia, I'm just trying to refresh for those of you who are not here. After the Media and Persia, we had the Greek Empire, which was really characterized by Alexander the Great, who conquered the earth all the way to Egypt. India, everything. Greece. And it was Greece, it was Greece that brought us the educational system that we have today. The alphabet, the system, the lettering, and all the rest of it. Very fetish nation. Very fetish kingdom. Okay? They believed in the God of Zeus, the God of Sun, the Jupiter, the Olympia, the Olympics we play today, created to them. And a whole lot of things, wrestling, a lot of things, are created to the Socrates and, the, and the, all these philosophers. Okay? They are actually Greek. So you, you, you have the Greek, the Grecian Empire, which was characterized by high class of education. And after the Grecian Empire was, was conquered, we had the Roman Empire. Roman Empire, the days of the Caesars, Julius Caesar, Octavius Caesar, Mark Antony, and several of them like that, up until the time when Jesus came as a baby in the days of the censors, and he became born. Jesus was born in the time of one of the kings, Roman Empire. And after the Roman Empire, we have the British Empire, and after the British Empire fell by reason of migration, we have the American Empire, which, and we, and we can see, today we really can see the rising of China, Asia is rising, and, um, a documentary I saw a couple, of, a couple of days back spoke about how, Asia, how China is ruling the world. You all know that. China is ruling the earth economically. 
Everybody's borrowing from China. As a matter of fact, Zambia right now is being started to become to have become a colony of China because literally everywhere you go in Zambia, in Africa, you see Chinese all over the place, including Chinese by the roadside selling corn and ube. That is, that is to I saw that clip just about a couple of hours back. I saw that clip where the most major road in Zambia has been cordoned off by a Chinese company and they are building a mighty mall there. And one of the Zambians was complaining furiously that what has happened. What has happened is China has become so powerful in the last day, this season, that they are taking over the economies of the world. After America, as a matter of fact, China is such a threat to the old world this is the way that even America is afraid of China. And that's why they are trying to get to use China against North Korea. I don't want to go into politics because we all, we all, we all see these things. Everything you're wearing today, everything, whoever is here right now, if there's no China in your life, you don't have a life. Can I hear yes? Check yourself. Check whatever it is you're wearing. There's a China in your life right now. Is that right or is that right? That, just, that basically means that those guys are so powerful that everything about that empire that kingdom has ruled and has crept into our lives. Our nation's economy is pro-China now because right now they say you don't have to do that, you have to do the yen. And America, I mean, and China is funding a lot of infrastructure in Nigeria right now. May we not become like Zambia. What I'm trying to say to you is that when the Bible spoke about the nations and the kings, the days of the Gentile kings, it wasn't playing games. God was revealing prophetically about things that happened right from the day of Nebuchadnezzar, the one that the Bible called the head of gold. And we are still in the days of the kings. That's what I'm talking about. The days of the kings, the time of Gentile kingdoms, and what is the position of the church in the time of the Gentile kingdoms. So that we need to know who we are, where are we, what are we supposed to be doing. And so things are not just happening, people. We are fulfilling prophecy. Alright, let me go back to the book of Daniel chapter 4. Alright, so in the book of Daniel chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar, that king, was the head, called the head of gold, the most powerful empire in the whole world that ever lived. If you think America was powerful, you have no clue. If you think Roman was powerful, you have no clue. Babylon was so powerful, like I don't, I don't even want to have to go, go, go back into that. And don't even forget, they are still as rich as before. They just gave Nigeria about $500 million work, work on a monorail mono about last, last month. In Nigeria, living in Canada. I mean, they are still amazingly super rich. I'm talking about Iraq. Even though there's a lot of war in Syria and Iraq, but they are amazingly super rich. Because those empires were powerful and they were given that power by God. But guess what? In the days, in spite of the power of the nations and the power of these Gentile kingdoms, we need to understand and ask the same question what is God doing? What is the kingdom of God shaking? What is happening? And what is the place that the kingdom of God is play, 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 taking place? There are some things I'm going to share with you tonight that you will know, but will be amazed, a little bit amazed to you. Okay? Amazing to you. But you will understand that clearly God is saying to you, for those of us who are here right now, we are right now in the midst of history. We are right now in the midst of prophetic agenda of God. And we need to understand who we are and how, what we need to do. The Bible says we must be like the sons of Issachar, who understand the times and also understand what we ought to do. That's why it breaks my heart when I say careless church. When I say careless believers. Believers just live carelessly. Just to eat and drink and die. Nothing is more an abuse of purpose than that. But I do not blame them. It's because Chicho does not understand our purpose. That if Jesus, the blood of Jesus comes and washes you clean, there is something that, that you are enlisted into. There's something you are assigned to do. 
And that's why I'm teaching this because we are in a season where God wants us to explain, understand what really it means when we say we belong to the kingdom of light or to the kingdom of God's dear son. That we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. We need to understand it. Daniel chapter 4. Let's read the story. So King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And he spoke to the people, nations and men of every language who live in all the world. May you prosper greatly. It is my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonder that the Most High God has performed for me. It was the kindest dream. How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And that's the king talking about another king. Hello, people. That's the king of the earth bowing down to a superior kingdom. Someone say superior kingdom. Can I tell you something? Doesn't matter how powerful the kings of the world are, you belong to a superior kingdom. I say I belong to a superior kingdom. So we are not wimps in the earth. We belong to a superior kingdom. And it's high time we understood that, that we belong to a superior kingdom. So the Bible says, the king begins to testify, says, his kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion, and that is talking about kingdom, his dominion endures from generation to generation. What does this idea say that I may, not have, I may not be here again tomorrow, but the one I'm about to testify about, he never had an expiry date in his dominion. He reigns forever. He's king forever. You see, any of all of those kings, the most they can reign is for 40 years. No, maybe 50, 60 years. If they live up to it, if they're healthy enough. But we have a kingdom, we belong to a kingdom that can never expire. We have a king that can never be dethroned. He reigns forever. And his kingdom rules forever. Kings will come and go, but Jesus' kingdom abides forever. Is that correct? So this was what the king, this king, this Gentile king was talking about. So it says, verse 4, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at my home in my palace, content and prosperous. I had a dream that made me afraid. As I was lying in bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind, they terrified me. So I commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be brought before me to interpret the dream for me. When the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners came, I told them the dream. But they could not interpret it for me. Finally, Daniel came into my presence and I told him the dream. He is called Belteshazzar after the name of my God and the spirit of the Holy One, Holy God, is in him. I said, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians. I don't want to explain this, but basically the world, because they do not understand how to characterize you and define your power, they will name you by their own gods. Don't get angry about it, okay? That's their ignorance. Praise the name of Jesus. They'll say things like, you'll be witch. How you take note that thing? You'll do juju. You'll be magician. <laughs> Don't get angry with them, okay? That is their frame of reference. Okay, these are Gentiles. These are people who are fetish. The only thing they understand is fetishness. Okay? Show me your back. Make I see the belly for your neck. For your neck. That's, that's, that's how they... That's how they so this guy says, this guy is a juju man. And so we call him by the name of one of our gods, Belteshazzar. Listen to this. So scripture says, where are we please? Help me here. We need to do this together. Verse 9. I said, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians. I know. You see, he said, call him chief of the magicians. Can you imagine? He looked at Daniel's anointing and said, Daniel is a magician. That's what they call you. You'll be juju man. You'll be magician. But don't get upset, okay? The Bible says, so I know that the spirit of the holy God is in you, and no mystery is too difficult for you. Here is my dream. Interpret it for me. Let me also say this. One of the things that will position you before the kings of the earth and give you a platform 
is as you provide solution to the human problems. And God will bring crisis in the world system. God will bring crisis to kingdoms of the economic system will have problem. Political system will have problem. You will be the one that God will put on top to solve it. In solving those problems is your grace gifting. In solving those problems is the name of Jesus elevated. That's why God wants to succeed. God wants to succeed. God is more interested in the success of his believers than you can ever imagine. Because every time you get elevated in the earth, every time you get positioned in politics or in economics or in social life or in career, Jesus' name is exalted. Hello, people. That's right. That's why I, if anybody is in doubt whether they, want, whether they are supposed to succeed or not, I want to say to you that so your success looks good on God. God intends for you to succeed. Now, the devil will attack you to try to kill you, but honestly, by the giftings of God and by the manifestation of the graces of God upon your life, and you shoot up, Jesus is exalted. Amen. And then he's announced as king over all the earth. So this was what happened to Daniel. So Daniel had a particular grace gifting. Daniel could provide interpretation and roadmaps to our problems. And by reason of that gifting of the Spirit, it's a spiritual gift. It's a gift of the Spirit. It's a gift of the Spirit. And um, that's why I keep saying things like, God is going to unleash or release gifts of the Spirit upon the 21st century church because we need this manifestation to confound kings of the earth. Everybody see what I'm saying? And so, you need to start praying and saying, Lord, what, uh, what is my gifting? What have you locked inside my spirit? So when you pray in the spirit, and God will begin to now release you, understand about your gifting, leadership, mercy, helps, uh, administration, spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge, healings, miracles, and different, I mean, 1 Corinthians 14, read it, Romans chapter 8, read it. it was, each of this, each and every believer, has a gifting of the Spirit that God wants to use to confound the unbelievers, to confound the Gentiles, so that through the manifestation of the grace of the Holy Ghost in your life, unbelievers will have no choice but to listen to you speak and bow before you. Anybody understand this? So when you pray, you should desire that. And in fact, if you do not understand, you have to desire. desire sincerely spiritual gifts. But more than that, you may prophesy. So, when we say to people, people need to understand how to be prophetic believers. What we are trying to say to you, you need to understand and have discernment about what is happening in the world. Be discerning about times and seasons. Be so accurate as to know what is God saying in the hour. Because you need the revelation of the Spirit of God to be able to subdue the Nebuchadnezzar of the world. This is the story of Daniel. So Daniel knew uncommon things. Daniel knew things nobody else knew. So the king said, all right, come. And Daniel began to interpret the dream of the king to him. Scripture says here, I think, where will you please help me here? Verse 10. These are the visions I saw while lying in bed. I looked and there before me stood a tree in the middle of the land. Its height was enormous. The tree grew large and strong and its touch, its top touched the sky. It was visible to the ends of the earth. Its leaves were beautiful, its fruits abundant. And on it was food for all. Under it the wild animals found shelter. And the birds lived in its branches. From it, every creature was fed. This is trying to talk about how influential this king was. Everything in the world fed from him. Listen to this. Fed from this kingdom. In the visions I saw while I in bed, I looked and there before me was the Holy One. So he saw an, he saw, he saw an angel. That's how he is described. Holy One, messenger, or watchman. Okay. And let me say this as we go on. In the last days, in the days which we live in, we are going to begin to experience or we have to act 
activate the mystery of the holy ones. We have to, in our prayer, through our prayer activity, activate the ministry of messengers, angels, the watchmen. We have to decree them into action. Scripture says in the book of Hebrews, Are they not ministering spirits sent to follow you everywhere you go so that you can use them to achieve uncommon things? Anybody listen to what I'm saying? We don't worship angels, but we need them to work for us. And uh, you'll see in a bit, every, every nation, every kingdom, okay, on the earth, every Gentile kingdom, okay, is being watched by a watchman. There is a watchman over every nation. There is an angel over every nation. If you read the book of Daniel, it talks about the prince of Greece and the prince of Persia. Anyone listening? I don't want to talk about that today. I don't, I don't want to teach about angels. But you need to understand that in, upon every nation are angels of God that have been positioned strategically to report to God and to work for the believers. Now this is what your prayer does. That's why, that's why a prayerless believer is a sad story. Because nothing will shift, nothing will move. Lately, God has been teaching us and talking to us, and you saw my wife left a prayer on Sunday. It, it, these are the days where your Christ life must be epitomized by your prayer life. If you do not have a, a nice head prayer life, a consistent prayer life, you don't have a Christian life. Because angels will not be able to do anything. Yet, they are there over the nations. Waiting for only one thing, your decree, your prayer. They, 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 are, they are powerless without you speaking a word. They are there, they are mighty, they are the only ones, they are messengers, they are watchers. They can, they can, in one finger, touch one kingdom, the greatest kingdom of Babylon, touch it and wipe it out. But you, they need to hear a decree from you. That's why we teach you about confessing the word of God, praying in the spirit, Issuing word of prayer, prophetic declaration, and speaking over circumstances. That's basically what it's all about. Because that is how the church will influence all the earth. Can I hear amen somebody? So there is no such thing as I'm a believer, but I don't pray. There is no such thing as I'm a child of God, but I don't decree. There is no such thing as I'm just a nice brother in church. But I don't have a healthy, sustained prayer life. Oh, I don't need prayer. Jesus has finished the work on the cross for me. If we don't have an effective prayer life, we can't pray the will of God upon the earth into territories. We cannot pray the will and the counsel of God over economics, over politics, over cities, over nations, over lands, over villages, over, over communities. We need to be that church. We can put our angels to work because we have that power. I said we have that power. Hello, people. We have that power, people. Let's use it. The reason we need to use that power is because those guys, our angels, have to get to work so that they can subdue the Gentile kingdoms under our rulership. And then Jesus can be Lord. Listen to the story of this man. This is, so this, 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 this king is talking. And he says, The watchers. Help, help, help me here, please, please. Help me, help me, help me. 13, thank you. In the vision I saw while I in the bed, I looked and there behold before me was the Holy One, a messenger, coming down from heaven. He called in a loud voice, cut down the tree and trim off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the animals flee from under it and the birds from its branches. 
but left the stump and its roots bound with iron and bronze remained in the ground in the grass of the field let him be drenched with the dew of heaven and let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth let his mind be changed from that of a man let him be given the mind of an animal till seven times passed by for him these are some of the decrees we need to decree as a church Lord Almighty, that crazy guy in charge of that department, Lord, take his mind, give it the mouth of an animal, teach him how to eat grass for seven years. Why are you looking at me like that? That's the power the church has. Because until those kings are subdued, humiliated, and made to eat grass for seven years, they will never have sense. Listen to this, because we're reading this template. Help me here, please. Number, I think number 17. The decision is announced. Listen to this. The decision is announced by messengers. By who? Who are the messengers? Who is a messenger? I can't hear you. All right, they are, those are guys. They are messengers. They are not meant to be worshipped. They are meant to message. Hello, people. Doesn't matter how. They are powerful. They are scary. If God opened your eyes to see the angels that are walking with you, and lately I begin to sense that probably my pathway in the spirit, God is beginning to try to teach me that you know God teaches all these things. Some people have seen that there are angels, their pathways are angels that are like uh, like some one of my mentors I said he saw his, he saw his angels who walk with him. He said I saw that they are like like they are, they are Maasai warriors. He said they are very tall. He said I particularly saw two of them. He said they are very tall, like from here to the heavens. And they walk with me. And whenever they speak, all the grasses bow. He says, I always, I, I, anytime, I, I, anytime I open my eyes, I see two of, two of them. One is on my right, one is on my left. And when I'm walking, they're walking with me. When I walk, they walk. When I stop, they stop. When I go right, they go right. When I go left, they go left. When I talk, they talk. When I keep quiet, they talk, keep quiet. Whatever it is I say, they echo it. That's what he said. To, he said, to he said whenever I, when I go forward, they go forward. When I stop, they stop. When I speak, they speak. But when I speak and they, and they echo what I say, it's like the voice of many waters. And that's what angels do. You have no idea that they are with you. I pray that God will put your eyes to see them. Because they are there. So scripture says here, this unbelieving king, this guy does not know about angelic activity. He does not understand the story of study of angels in Bible school. Don't forget this. It's just having, uh, it's just having an epiphany. It's just having a simple experience. An unbeliever, Gentile king, who was just seeing things in his dream and was telling the the, the not the, let me not use the word prophet. He was telling the the brother, the administrator, because when we read prophet Daniel, where Daniel was a prophet, he was not a prophet. Praise God. He was a man who went to work on Monday, and whose boss always set him to fire. In fact, not just fire, put in fire and kill. Has your boss ever scared you to kill you? But Daniel, at several times, was starting to be killed. These are marketplace people. Daniel, Joseph, marketplace people. Ordinary men and women. Like you. But, everywhere they showed up, they knew that they represented a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And I think that's the mentality God wants to give to us as a church. That we represent a kingdom. Anywhere we show up, any neighborhood, any office we show up, we represent a kingdom. We're not there for ourselves. We represent why we cannot go and mess up and disgrace God. God didn't send you there for yourself. He sent you there to represent Him. Which part don't you understand? 
Many Christians are messing up the kingdom of God Misrepresenting Jesus in the marketplace Because they think That that position that they occupy was put, They were put there because of them No, God sent you there Someone say God sent me there Why am I trying to see this? I'm trying to see there because To tell you that wherever you are God, you are sent You are an apostle in that place Anybody hear what I'm saying? Anybody hear what I'm saying? Now we may not have called you and put oil on your head You don't need oil on your head Praise the name of Jesus You are already sent by God Jesus said as the Father has sent me So said are you We are sent into the earth We are sent to take territories for Jesus We are sent to occupy to make him come We are sent to smell like him And represent his value system on the earth And to subdue nations and Gentile kingdoms Under his rulership By the manifestation of the gifts of the spirit That begin to ooze out of our life in these last days Can I hear amen somebody? What am I trying to say? I'm saying you have to watch out for God. Watch out for God in your life. You hear what I'm saying? There's something in your spirit that God planted there to confound kings of the earth. Watch out for it. It's there. Fan it into a flame. Pray through. Praise the name of Jesus. Pray through. Spend a lot of time praying. Secluded praying. And then you begin to get a win. I think God is calling me into this. I think God is calling me into this. You begin to get a deeper sense of purpose. Amen. Let's go back to the story, to this, to this, to this beautiful dream. Pastor Fumi, help me again. At least I know I have a helper. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Verse 19. Did you, did you say what I said? If I asked all of you, say, well, Pastor, you are in verse 4. No, I'm verse, verse 17. That's what she said. I believe her. Past verse 17. <laughs> Alrighty, let's go. Beautiful scripture. Beautiful. Just God just trying to share something. Are we, are we there yet? Are we there? The decision is announced by the messengers. The only ones declare the verdict so that the living may know that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth. And He gives them to anyone He wishes and He sets over them the lowliest of people. That's the advice idea of the church. You have no money, you have no pedigree, you have no family name, you have no school, you have education, you don't have a lot of money, but God humbles the kings and puts you in their place. That's what God is doing. That's what God is doing for you. You don't understand it. It's going to do with your smartness, your family name. You have none. Hello, people. I mean, let's be real, people. No family name. But God is humbling the kingdoms and raising the many ones like you and me. That's why the world cannot understand us. They say things like, who does she know? I mean, first of all, we fought some battles a couple of years ago, she came back. I think she went to the America and came back with a battle fighting anointing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm just watching and praying. Amen. And she's fighting battles and subduing kingdoms. And people say things like, Who does she know? Death man is very powerful. They say, Well, you have no idea. It is God humiliating the kingdoms of the earth. And raising the lowliest up. These are the days of the kingdom, people. Anything can happen this moment. Your life will be so much a miracle if you align yourself properly with God's agenda in these last days. And we will never be proud about you because we know it's not us. I always tell people, I say, I'm not that smart. Trust me. I know myself. I'm not that smart. I have no family, no pedigree, but I have Jesus and I belong to his kingdom. And he's raising that kingdom high and he's subduing the kingdoms of the earth. So anybody understand this? So never you let anybody write you off. Do you belong to the kingdom of God? There is a platform for you soon. 
I didn't hear amen. amen. I said there is a path position for you soon. And you will get there. But when you get there, never forget. God put you there, representing there. Anybody listen to what I'm saying? He has not heard. Heights have not seen. It has not entered the heart of men. What God has said to do with you. So scripture says this. Let's go on this. Verse 18. This is the dream that I, I King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now, Bethesda, tell me what it means. For none of the wise men in my kingdom can interpret it for me. But you can because the spirit of the Holy Ghost is in you. That's what he will say. There is something about this guy. Can we jump up a little bit? Verse 26 and 27. For those of you who are just coming, I'm teaching on part 6 of what I call times of Gentile kingdoms. Or times of Gentile kings. And things that will happen in the days of the Gentile kings. From the days of Babylon the Great. To the present days of Asia and American Empire. Because there are empires. We might have called it democracy right now, but they are actually empires. Because they are kings, they are kingdoms really. We may call it monarchy, call it presidential, call it democratic. But they are actually empires. They rule, they exercise rulership over territories. When America sneaks, sneezes, everybody catches cold. When, when China decides to not do stuff, everybody's afraid. And uh, remember, I remember before Napoleon, before Napoleon Bonaparte died, he, were, he had conquered everywhere, conquered India. You know, they're all in Asia. Conquered India, conquered everywhere. He couldn't conquer China. He says to his, he says to his, to his, to his mentors, he says, make sure China does not rise. That's what he said. But that's the advice of a king. He died and died brokenhearted and went away. And China is rising. After China, Africa will rise. In the format of Africa is Nigeria. That's why Stan is so mad about Nigeria. That's why for those of you who are Nigerian, Nigerian believers, you need to understand that you are strategically planted here by God. And God is training you. There are a lot of economic things you are going through, political things you are going through, information you are going through. God is training your hands to one and fingers to fight. By the time God is done with you, He will release the African church and will compound the world. They've said it. People have said it. People, missionaries everywhere all over the world have said it. They said that Africa cannot rise except Nigeria rises. They said the church in Africa cannot amount to much until the church in Nigeria rises and goes up north. And we have people now who are beginning to say we need to go to Algeria. We need to go to Tunisia. We need to go and do our masters in Morocco. And go as in disguise. They were disguised as doctors, medical doctors, nurses. So that we can move into those places under using our profession as a decoy. To plant the kingdom of God in that place. Because for Africa to rise, the Nigerian church has to rise and go up north. It is the pattern of the kingdom of God. Hello people. For those of you, let me know. I like to, I like to be applicable. Bring it back to politics. Bring it back to... to, 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 to to sports. Africa just conquered the world two months ago. It's called World Cup. France won it. Everyone on that sport was a black And they began to mourn. said, that was the first time in the world that Africa won the World Cup. Everything is a joke. That is true. It's a clear sign that Africa is rising. <laughs> now, you think it's in the world of football, but it's also going to take place in the world of economics, in the world of politics, uh, but much more in the world of church advance. Because, you see, it is in the plan of the Father. It's God's divine agenda. We are just walking in it. Anybody understand this? <laughs> you need to understand that God is not playing with Nigeria. Out of every ten black person in the whole world, whether in the Caribbean, whatever it is, one out of every ten is represented by Nigeria. 
There are about 2 billion black people on the earth. There are about 200 million black people in, our, in Nigeria. Nigeria is a tenth. It's a tenth of all the black people on race. And you know the tenth is like a tithe. That means Nigeria is God. That's why science is so crazy about Nigeria. It's crazy. It's a country with a passion. Giving us bad leaders. Giving us whatever it is. I don't want to talk about Nigeria. because, But you just need to understand that. These are all happening in the days of the Gentile kingdoms. And God raised, I thought I did a message on, on, um, on the Nigeria, in Nigeria's agenda, Nigeria's plan, God's, God's agenda in the church, in, in the nation. How God will raise a group of people from Nigeria to third ends of the earth. I did that, I did that teaching, I can't remember when, when, when I, I, I may remember that. I, I, I always talk about that because one of the things that has helped me to see that each time I look into the word of God, I realize that I'm not living, just living, just to grow old and die. That's an agenda. I'm living in a very auspicious time. I have a very serious assignment. And I can't wait to get it delivered. That's why I teach the way I teach. Because I recognize that I am being put in this place as a prophet of God in this season. In this window of the Gentile kingdoms. To open up the conscience of the church. To open up the eyes of the church. To understand that we have a whole lot more serious things to deal with than fighting ourselves. <laughs> it's a whole lot of work we have. Alright, so let's read this story through. Are you there with me, please? We read 26 and 27. Is that yet? Is that? Not yet. Okay, 26 27, please. Quickly. The command to leave the stump of the tree with its root means that your kingdom will be restored to you when you acknowledge that heaven rules. You see, God will waste all those kingdoms. What happened to this man was that, in truth, before he knew it, that prophecy came to pass. In that same, that same month, that same year, 12 months after, I would say 12 months after, after this prophecy by Daniel, he was walking on top of his house, very excited, and saying, wow, I'm a very successful guy. Man, everybody is from my hand. This is the city I built. My God, I didn't know this brilliant. Are you kidding me? Instantly, the Bible said an angel touched his brain. Lost his mind, took his clothes off himself. Before he knew it, he told his friend, What's wrong with you? Are you my daughter? His wife said, What's wrong? He said, I'm your daughter. I'm your wife. I've married you for 30 years. He said, Come on, get out of here. Took his clothes off and walked away. Crawled. Before he knew it, he became like an animal. Crawled into the bush. They couldn't find him. He roared into the bush like a lion. Before they knew it, his clothes had gone out. All his body, but the hair on his body had become like feathers. And he ate grass for seven years. Naked. Rain beating for seven years. The greatest king that ever lived. His mind of a human was taken from him. And the mind of an animal was given. So a bit claiming that the king said to himself, I'm not a human, I'm an animal. I'm a goat. So he ate like a ruminant for seven years. After seven years, exactly seven years after, <clears throat> after he had his final one, this last meal of grass, probably grass with tons, something flipped right in the midst of the forest. One on his horse. What am I doing here? The mind of animal was removed. The mind of a human being came back to him. It was after he had that experience that they ran back to his kingdom and said, boys, Listen to this. There is a king. Now that 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 video I showed you now makes sense. 
there is a king that makes kings king. And this king, when you make him upset, he can dethrone kings. When I made him upset, he dethroned me. And now he has given back my sanity and king again. I make a decree from now onwards. Everybody must worship this king. Now that's what is going to happen in these last days. God is going to humiliate powerful kingdoms of the earth. All the economic policies will fail. That's why America doesn't know what has hit her. That's why, they, that's why they have to vote for that crazy man. Never a politician. <laughs> Never belonged to any political party. Has always had a bad mouth. And everybody went and voted for him. To so make a sign that the greatest kingdoms in the world, which is the American kingdom, has fallen. And God will take over kingdoms whenever he chooses to. Up to tomorrow, what I'm telling you is wrecking everything in America. It's wrecking everything. It's wrecking economics. It's wrecking even churches. It's wrecking economics. It's wrecking friends. It's wrecking political parties. Even the Republican Party is torn apart. Everything is torn apart. Because God is the king who makes king kings. You need to understand what God is doing. Whether it's in Europe, whether they are having a Brexit, or in America, whether they are voting for Trump. You need to understand that in the days of the Gentile kingdoms, God is taking back his kingdom. And God is setting up his church. Today, Trump is doing a lot of things to reinstate the church, even though he doesn't know it. He's making Jerusalem the capital of, 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 of Israel, which nobody has ever been able to do. He doesn't know, he doesn't know about Jesus much. He doesn't care. He's had God knows how many wives and how many... He does, we're not talking about he's a Sunday school teacher. I say that to you. But I'm saying that in the days of the kingdom of God, <laughs> Gentile kings will, will confess Jesus is Lord. Like those kings did. Like those kings just on video did. It's called the kingdom. God's kingdom is bigger than political parties. That's why I don't join believers who say that except a Nigerian president becomes a believer. You have no understanding. Have you read Darius? I'll share that next week. Have you read Cyrus? Do you understand when God is, is at work, when the kingdom of God is working, is moving forward, nobody can stop it? And this is a story. So let's, let's finish this. Verse 20 what? 27, is that right? 28 now, thank you so much. 28. Therefore, your majesty, please be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It may be, then your prosperity will continue. God began again to now give the church opportunity to speak against sin in the heart of the king. That's what we are called to. We are called to, we are called to, to bring the nations to repentance. Because after Daniel has expressed, has manifested the glory and the power of God in a way that this king could not continue. He says, you know, let me tell you this. The reason you ate regret for seven years was because you were proud. Listen to this. Let's, let's read in the next verse. Verse 34 to 37. 34 to 37. Daniel chapter 4. Daniel 4. Are you, here? Are you there with me? At the end of that time, I, the king now began to speak, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my, my eyes towards heaven, I, my, and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. 
he does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand and say to him, what have you done? At that same time, that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom, my advisors and my nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne, and I became even greater than before. Now, listen to this, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, I praise, and I exalt, and I glorify. How many of you, do, you don't do this in the God, do I praise, do you praise? This guy said, I praise, and I exalt, and I glorify the God of heaven, because everything it does is right, and all his ways are just listen to this. And those who walk in pride is able to humble. He didn't put it there. Like that, like saying, guys, I've been through it seven years. Don't mess with him. That's, that's, the, that's my own version of that. Now, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that in the last days, in the times of the Jedi kingdoms, we will have empires that will rise and be like they are proud. I told you about North Korea. God's going to break North Korea. God's going to break communist China. Like he broke America. Like he broke the United Kingdom into pieces. He's going to break nations. Don't forget that story in the book of Daniel 2. Scripture says, in the time of the kings, in the time of the Gentile kings, the stone that was hewn out, not by human hand, the rock, the pebble, began to grow, 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 grow. That's what it is. God, what God started in the time of Nebuchadnezzar, this is the church, which was the Daniel church. Listen to this. That was the church. As Daniel stood in that empire, interpreting dreams, interpreting vision, providing wisdom, unusual, that was the Daniel church. That is a template of what the church is. God is saying, in the days of the kings, in the times of Gentile kingdoms, I will raise up my church. And what my church will do is, they will confound the powers of darkness. Through the manifestation of their decrees and in answer to their prophetic prayers and faith, I will humiliate the Nebuchadnezzar. If you read the book of Daniel chapter 5, you will understand. And I, I, let, me, let me read. Let me, I won't read it. Let me give you that because I need to, I need to close this meeting. Daniel chapter 5, the Bible records, after this king died, his son became king. One day, he got so excited and took his friends. The Bible says he took his wives, his concubines, his friends, invited everybody to a big party and told them, there is something I read in the book of history about a certain nation called the Jews. And that my, dad, my great grandfather brought all the things in the temple of their God. Listen to this. In the temple of their God. All the utensils, drinking cups. I heard that they had so many gold. They had a king called Solomon. And we wasted them. And we took all their things. Now I want to drink from one of the gold things that the king made. So they went to the archive and brought up all the best of the golden goblets to him to drink. Called his friends, gave it to his girlfriends, gave it to everybody. Everybody, they desecrated what Solomon did to the glory of God. This Gentile king said, Bring it. I don't care whether it's God of heaven. I don't care whether it was made of God. Don't forget that when Solomon did that temple, he worshiped the glory of God fell upon that place. This king said, Let's waste it. This is crazy. Every time.
Satan tries to mess up your life, they have no idea. While he was drinking from the temple cobblets, a screen appeared. A word occurred. Many, many, many take care who have seen. They didn't have an answer to it. What does this mean? Daniel rose up. The king said, There is a guy in your kingdom. He's from the Jewish land. He's Daniel. He has the answer. The church always has the answer. We are not weeps. I know we are strangers in the earth. We are, we are foreigners in the earth. We are aliens here. But church, we own this place. The king said, call Daniel. There's a man called Daniel. He's a whim. He's, a, he's just an ordinary exile. He's just a small boy. Break him, but he has the spirit of the gods. Daniel came. He said, what do you see? He said, I saw this thing. See? Nobody can ever say this. Oh, what is that? What it means? Many, many means. Many is like, me, for the word mina, which is for many. Which is like, you have been numbered. Because when you talk about, you talk about money in terms of 10, 20, 30, 40, number. So they use, it says you have been numbered. <clears throat> it says, check out. It's like check out. It says, you have been made. It says, and your kingdom has been taken from you. And been given to the Perez. Two nations. Perez, Media, and Pasha. He did not understand what it was a joke. So Daniel gave that interpretation. And Daniel said, you can get on with the party. While the party was in Bible school, in Bible school, in Bible in that same night, while they were having a party and having, everybody was sleeping with some girls, were doing whatever and having whatever it is, they did not know that the next kingdom was climbing the walls. Why in his sleep they killed him in his sleep and vanquished? That was the end of the end of those. In that night, they made a Persian Empire took over, ruled by that one, one boy called Darius. You know, when you piece Nebuchadnezzar, when you piece the book of Daniel to the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, it will make a lot of sense to you. And that was the end of the end of gold. No arrow was shot at him. Only a prophetic word. A projector. With five words. Many, many, many take care of person. That is to say to you, the power that the church has as she exists in the times of the Gentile kingdoms. Why did that happen? Because Daniel and the boys were praying. In saying, God, you have to move the nations. You have to move the kingdoms. And every time the church prays, the true church prays, not fight over membership, not fight over who is sitting where, not fight over a bigger bishop, those are that crazy things. We fight for territories of the kingdom of God by our prayer decrees. Some of the greatest guys that are through the true church moving this nation, there are people that you don't know. They are on their knees right now. Fasting for the last seven days, and praying and asking God to kingdom, let your kingdom be established in Ocean State. I want to talk about politics. You see what's happening right now in Ocean State, whatever it is. God is moving things. God is raising His church. So Nebuchadnezzar was wasted. The new kingdom came. Daniel was still there, doing stuff. After that, 
Daniel was still there doing stuff. See, the beautiful thing about us is that we will outlast every Gentile kingdom. This gospel of the kingdom, <coughs> is it gospel of the kingdom that you, that you have come to believe, will make you outlast all the Gentile kingdoms of the earth. They will come for 40 years and expire, 60 years and expire, and after they have expired, we will still be shining. Daniel came into Babylon when he was age 17. By the time he was age 90, he was still relevant. Guys, they will die, we will remain. <laughs> they will expire, we will continue. Because we belong to a kingdom that cannot be shattered. We belong to a kingdom that cannot be stopped. Lift your hands up and say, thank you, Father, for making me part of this kingdom. That's your destiny, people. That's our destiny. <laughs> That's who we are. The world doesn't know us. <laughs> the world has no idea who we are. They call us slaves. They say we have no land. They call us exiles. They don't have any property. They say we are from a very far, far land. We don't have a foothold. If only they knew that we are the ones that control the destinies of nations by our prayer decrees, by the things we say on our knees, by the way we decree our angels to move them to work. They have no idea. But we know. I hope you know. Come and lift your voice and say, Father, thank you for, be, for giving birth to me in this awesome time. These are the days of the kingdom, people. <laughs> These are the days of the church. In the time of the Gentile kingdoms, the church will rise and shine and grow. Become that mountain. We might have started as a small pebble. They always say to us, they are, they are mushrooming. They are mushroom churches. Uh, they have no idea. <laughs> they don't know. They say they are, they are everywhere. They say they are everywhere. They are two. They are, two, they are three. They are always in on my street. I have like ten of them. They have no idea that we are the stone hewn without human hand. By the time, you know, we grow up, we have grown and taken over. Because that is our destiny. Our destiny is to take over. We have the destiny taking over destiny. Father, we want to thank you tonight and bless you. Come and love Jesus tonight and say thank you, Father, for this privilege. We hope you heard the voice of the Lord through the message that you just heard. For further inquiries about other helpful resources and counseling, please visit us at the Capstone Church Without Walls or call... 080-2318-2030 You can email helpdesk at thecapstoneonline.com or simply visit us online at www.thecapstoneonline.com Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you indeed.